I train human beings on how to be better human beings. Awesome. I don't train crap on grassroots. Grassroots is easy. I need to teach them the technical and operational, and then they, the sales comes naturally, yep. as long as I teach them the fundamentals. So I realized what I needed to build. So that's the first thing is understanding what your dream needs to look like. Got it. And then the next thing is when we're on stage. And that's part of the event. That's part of the Helping event. Helping people the develop tours, their dream. Understand training. You can understand be, they're going to be my dream manager. It's worth coming to watch. Well, the, the whole thing is you're going to see guys really practicing. You're going to see it. what happens. It's genius. Here's what I want you to do. Every one of you that own a company, when you leave here, I'm not bullshitting you. You're raising your prices. I said, raise your prices. You deserve it. Raise your prices. All right, welcome to the Average Sucks Show, and we have got a guest today that you are going to love. And one of the biggest reasons is being an entrepreneur is a lot more than just building a business. It's building a lifestyle and a lifestyle for other people as well. So Tommy Mellos, the reason I'm so excited about this here today is not because he owns one of the biggest garage door companies in the world, A1 Garage. It's not about the fact that he employs over 600 people in 30 markets. It's the way that he lives his life life. It's the way that he does what it is he does. And the biggest thing is the way he wants to give back to other entrepreneurs to show them how to build their businesses, build their lives. He's done three events. He's got a major one coming up here in October here in Arizona, Vertical Track. And was excited about this, I'll be speaking at the event. That's not the exciting part. The exciting part is that there's going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs in one place. And we were talking about it prior here today. And the power of people getting together is really what it's about. So I'm excited to have you here today, Tommy. Super excited on the show. Thanks, uh, get you here and I'm going to pick your brain. And one of the biggest reasons why I want to pick your brain is it's not every day that you get across someone who's figured out how to do the entrepreneurship, how to do what you're doing with giving back to the community, teaching your community how to give back to the community and really just growing, growing. And you said you only have so much time for the podcast because you're working on getting even another company later today. So I just want to pick your brain and I want to go back to the beginning before we get started is how the hell does anybody decide one day that they're going to start? a garage door company because big money garage doors what made you start this you know well as a kid i was an entrepreneur i was mowing lawns i grew up in michigan shoveling snow that's what we do in the midwest i did that too and uh i got a job washing dishes at rookies clubhouse when i was 12 one year before i was legally able to work five dollars or four dollars and five cents per hour so i had this four dollars and five cents four dollars and five cents per hour and i'd go there after middle school you know i'm 11 years old sixth grade and first year in middle school, and I would just, I'd come into just this huge lineup of dishes, as long as you could, like miles. And I'd have to wash all these dishes in three hours, be home by nine. Uh, or not not three hours, it was like eight hours, uh, literally after I got out of school. At 11? I don't know, maybe it was 11. I don't 12? know. It was late at night. Right. But, uh, you know, it was awesome because I got to be around all these cool people. I learned, like, on our snow days, we would go make pizzas. We would have, like, all my buddies would show up. We'd play golden tea. We'd play darts. And it was like I owned that place. Like the owner didn't care. I'd show up there and cook for all the guys. But I got really excited because I moved to Arizona. I started a landscaping business because that's what I know. I bartended. I was flipping boat flexes. Where were you bartending at? I worked at Dos Gringos. Dos Gringos. Worked, yeah, I worked at. I've been uh, there in the morning. I've been in the afternoon. I'm back in the old days. Those were. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, look, I bartended at Cheesecake Factory Melting Pot. I bust tables at Cheesecake originally, um, and then I worked at um, 
P.F. Chang's. Okay. I mean, I served a lot of tables. I bust a lot of tables. I bartended a lot of places. Axis Radius before really? it was uh, Bottle Blonde. But yeah, no, Jeff and Diane, amazing people. I'm actually buying a place in Sandpoint in Idaho by those guys. Really? Oh, it's going to be So awesome. you started in the service industry and you're still in the service industry. Yeah, well, now, yeah. So now it's home service. And um, I got an opportunity to paint garage doors. And my buddy's like, can you paint garage doors? I'm like, I have no idea. Was your buddy's company? No, I didn't buy his company. But No, was, no, it was his company. He was working as a manager at a company. Okay. And so I started painting the garage doors because he's like, if you can paint them, I'll give you 100 bucks per door. Well, he's like, I go, how many can you paint a door? He goes, the top, top painters we met paint two to three a day. I got to the point where I was painting 10. So I was bringing it. This is 2006. Wow. So I could paint 10 doors in a day. So I called every garage door company in Phoenix and said, I want to be your painter. I went through the yellow pages. This is yellow page days. Okay. And then um, I had another roommate that was making 90 grand in 2006 working for him. And painting garage doors. Just not painting, but he was doing the garage doors, like fixing them. And he called me up one day and goes, hey, dude. Well, I was at his house. You know, we're roommates. And he goes, let's do a ride along. I want to see if you like this industry. And I was like, dude, this is so much better than landscaping because... You're only half, uh, out, all, only half outside, yeah. I'm allergic to freaking grass, first yeah. of all. So we ran a couple weeks together, and I said, let's go start a business. So I called his cousin up, a really smart guy, and he goes, A1 falls first in the phone book. A1. I was going to ask you about that. So, yeah, so, and so but A1 also means top-notch. It's A1 quality. Yeah, yeah. So started that out. 2010, we went our separate direction. Wasn't making a lot of money. Um, I got, went into debt. I made every mistake. I'm telling you, if it could happen, it would happen to me. IRS problems, people quitting, people stealing toilet paper. 2010, my mom and stepdad moved out. Oof. I had people steal, stealing toilet paper. Um, and so, 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 okay, okay, stealing toilet paper. Is this like a precursor for 2020? Like getting this, rid of this? It was Were they stockpiling? I guess. And, uh, and then in 2017, I got on a service tank. It's our CRM. And I met a guy named Al Levy, the seven-power contractor. And he's like, dude, show me your manuals. Show me your standard oper- operating procedures. Show me all your checklists. Like, I really don't... You know, we, we we have that. It's on the it's on the wall over there. And it was like a dusty old thing of like a handbook. And he's like, no, you need to teach people how to win. And then I got obsessed. I read the E-Myth Revisited. I read The Ultimate Sales Machine. I read The Richest Man in Babylon. And then it just started going down a list. Now I read hundreds of books a year. And it's crazy because I came to your class probably four or five years ago. Yep. Human Interactive Technology. And the psyche is one thing, but just simple little things like investing in your people. Yep. Like caring. Yep. Watching them buy houses, get out of credit card debt, go on a dream vacation. We hired a full-time dream manager. Her okay, job is okay, just okay. to help people. Uh, help me with this real quick because we've got a lot of entrepreneurs watching this and a lot of them would love to get around your work and understand what you do and definitely want to hear about your other book coming out too, which I'm excited about. What does a full-time dream manager do like during the day? Because people ask you, so so Tommy, tell me what you do during the day. You get that sometimes. Like, tell me All your right. day. Like, what does time. a dream manager's day look like? Because so I love that. Ad. What did the ad say in the paper? Well, it said you help you help people's dreams comes true. And when's the last time you dreamt about really who you want to spend time with? What are your big goals in life? Like when's the last time you took your dad on a fishing trip? And when you think about these things, my dad almost died during COVID. So the time that I spent with him has been really important because you kind of reflect and you say, damn, I didn't know that was how important that can be. So the dream manager's job is to help you sit down and realize your health matters. It's your, your, what are your daily expectations? Forget about your budget for the year. What needs to happen this month, this quarter, this t- this week, th- today? And we, we align their work goals with their personal goals. And I realized a long time ago, I have to have a dream big enough to fit everybody else's inside. Let's say that again. I need to have a dream that's big enough to fit all of our, all of my coworkers' dreams inside of it. 
Wow. So is that is that like a operating procedure for your company, or is that just a Tommy thing, or is that like does everyone believe I, that? When I came into COVID, the first day I heard that it was like first it was this thing called Corona, and I remember I was thinking about like go drink beer. some beer. Yeah. yeah, I was like big deal. This is nothing. Then it all of a sudden it got really bad, and I'm like I made a list of every employee and I put a number next to them in each department of what would I rate them one out of ten, and there was nothing less than a seven. Wow. But ultimately, I was said, man, I might have to go run jobs again. I've been out of the truck since 2014. Wow. I was ready. I was ready. I thought this could be like, who knew? Who knows? It could be 80% of the population. We didn't know. And we had our worst week ever. But yet there was a lineup outside of my door of people. They One by one, they came in and I'm like, they're quitting. Something's going on. They're like, I want to give up all my PTO. I want to take a demotion for the next six months to let other people stay on. There was a line. And I said, this is not, this is, this can't be true. And that, that day forward, I started to reflect and say, man, what's in it for them? Why would they do this? They, they care so much about the team. They care so much about each other. And so I said, listen, we're going to start doing things different. We brought on a 401k. We do paid time off. We pay weekly. We give them a brand new truck. We started doing the best insurance, pet insurance. Uh, we invest the Dave Ramsey program. We pay for a portion of their AFLAC. All these things. And all of a sudden, Last month, we graduated 50 technicians, nine CSRs, and six dispatchers. So we brought on, at the bare minimum, 65 people. And some people, I, I had a big company in town. They go, we struggled to find two and a quarter. How did you get 65 in a, in a month? And I said, well, you gotta, if you go fishing, you got to have good lures. And you got to care. And you got to try. So, so, what, so you got a lot of people watching this right now and asking the question, like, well, how do we, how do we find good people? Because everyone's like, got that, that bitching and moaning out there that it's like, where to find good people, blah, blah, blah. What's the, what's the secret? I'm glad like, you asked yeah, this. Yeah. And the reason is, like, is this part of something you're teaching these days? Well, this is Elevate, the new book I'm coming out. Okay, Build well, a company okay, so which everybody can win. Can't get the book yet, but when? It's going to be out first quarter of next year. Okay, got it. So so this is for, and this is what I love about Vertical Track, too. It's not just service industry. It's the mindset for any entrepreneur. I tell you what, I've had dentists, I've had doctors, I've had everybody show up, and the one thing is we need the same KPIs. How yep. much is your average ticket? How much is your conversion rate? How yep. much are you paying per lead? Where do I find people? I can figure out any business, and literally, you let me come in your office if you got a good KPIs, like if you got a CRM, yep. I'll figure out how to fix your business within five minutes. Wow. It literally is, it's a simple formula. First, I look at what's your average ticket, then I look at what's your conversion rate, what's your call booking rate, and what does it cost you to acquire a customer. You give me those four KPIs, tell me where you want to be, I'll show you how to win. Wow. That's it. It's a simple equation. Uh, but back here's to your the book. secret. Yeah, back yeah, to your book. Forget the I'm going to get my, my pen and paper out, Finding Great People. Go ahead, findinggreatpeople.com. The, the book is one thing, but, but ultimately, here's how you find great people. You find them not in the unemployment line. I want to know this. Where do you look? Where do you look at when you want to find a great company? Just tell me where you go online. Do you go to Google, Yelp, maybe? Yeah, or maybe. Ask, ask someone I know. Okay, yeah. Well, the good news is, and that's the big one, but Indeed and Glassdoor. Yes. How much, let me go look at your company on Indeed and Glassdoor. How many of your people have you asked to go to Indeed and Glassdoor? None. Okay, well, I have 250 on both because I just asked the people, hey, listen, check me out if you like what I'm doing. And you'll... So on Glassdoor, I was the 39th top CEO on Glassdoor last year, top rated. This is it just by asking? I didn't ask. I didn't tell them I'm going to like give them Dunkin' Donuts the next day. I just said, listen, but I don't go to a brand new employee because I want to make sure they're going to work out. After 90 days, usually when I say, hey, check us out if you can. And I don't make it mandatory. It's not like it's not like I'm, I'm bribing them. I, won't, I literally want to know how we're doing. And I, I do see most of the ones that have you know, been pushed out leave negative things, but it's not normally about me. So you don't go on Craigslist, Indeed, Glassdoor, 
typically that's the unemployment line when you want to find people, but someone's still going to look on there. Like, even if I hear about you through a friend, I'm still going to check your reviews out on Google and Yelp. So make sure your online reputation is good for the employees, number one. Number two is when you when you write a resume, when you write what people, like if you post on Craigslist or wherever you're posting, don't put must, 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 must. It looks like a pr- prison sentence. Like, must be able to work 45 hours, must work weekends, must, must, must. Only eligible, drug test enforced, no drugs, no b- background check. If it's more than it's a felony, you're done. It's like... Holy shit. Like, just put what you want. Put good stuff. Like, put in a... This is the most amazing experience you're going to ever have. We're going to help you raise your family. We're going to help you succeed in life. Make those vacations more worthwhile. By the way, we do garage doors. Right at the end. By the way, we're a garage door company. So you say that all the way at the end. Yeah, just say something amazing about what they're going to experience. We're going to raise your credit score. Help you get a house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, Dave Ramsey, be more financially accomplished. Try to get your bad behaviors switched to good behaviors. And then another big thing for me is the employees. Listen, every time I go out to a mill and I get excited, here's my number one role. I smile. And I say, Mike, oh my God, you're amazing. Listen, I used to be a server just like you. I just can't believe your attention to detail. Listen, can I take a selfie with you? I'll get us in a selfie and I'll say, hey, dude, what's your cell phone? Listen, you owe this to me and you. I need you to do a ride along, straight path to six figures. I promise you, you're going to kill it at this job. Listen, I need to text you right now. And then I'll text them the picture and I'll say, my name's Tommy with A1 Garage Service. When can I get you on a ride along? And if I don't hear back till the next day, I send a question mark. Then I send another question mark. And so I want it. I want to get him in. And I'm loud. I'm sorry. I love it. You don't <laughs> apologize at all. But, but the fun thing is, is I had a guy do a ride along last week. He goes, dude, this is too good to be true. He's a guy like, you met at a restaurant. At a restaurant. I pulled okay. him in. But here's the crazy thing. It took 60 days for him to text me back. I put a few question marks and I just said, and he goes, hey, man, I, you were so persistent. And then it's like for me, he's like, no, but he goes, we lost our GM and this place is falling apart. He goes, I want to work somewhere where someone cares. And obviously you do. Because he did that his research. He went online and saw the videos. Yep. Xavier's making, dropping bombs every day, videos about what yep. we do there at A1. And uh, that's the deal is, is I pay $1,500 if you recruit somebody. But <clears throat> the one thing that we have is, Nobody cares if you recruit somebody that's better than you. You know, most companies are like, man, if I recruit a better manager, then I'm going to get fired. Like, the whole premise of the book is for me to win, you don't need to lose. We could all win. Like, just because you do good doesn't mean I need to fail. We're so used to this win and lose games. Um, There's a good book by um, Simon Sinek called The Infinite Game. And there's not a win-loss. It's literally, it's, we could all win. We don't. Uh, but when I go into a new market, it's like every graduate company's like, oh no, screw him. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to help you guys. We're all going to make more money. Have you ever heard of Starbucks? Of course. Okay, good. Okay, so Starbucks came out with this coffee that cost $8 a cup. Yep. Every restaurant started charging for coffee the day Starbucks opened. Every coffee plantation started to double their profits. It's called the Starbucks effect. So I'd like to have that in the garage door industry, the A1 effect that all of us get to make great money. All of us get to do great things with our family. All of us get to invest into our families. It doesn't mean you have to lose because I come into your market. And that's the craziest thing. No, nobody understands that. Usually it's a win-loss and it doesn't need to be. All I ask people is every day that work for me, better your best. It's the best we've ever been, the worst we'll ever be today. So you do that, okay, so I'm, I'm loving this right now. And the, what's funny is that anybody anybody watching this right now, they, they don't know you, they're not in the room with you, they don't know you as well as I know you. This is you 24-7. So how, have you always been this way? Like, like did you have to physically work 
on go because we all we all come up in the world like independent marketers independently working on our businesses doing our thing when did the shift happen where you're like i got it it has to be an us thing versus an i thing because we all start in the eye you're painting the doors by yourself what flipped that switch because we all team players did sports blah blah it's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is where did that switch take place where you literally owned this is how this works you know, it turned on the biggest with COVID, and I had that. That okay. it was like it was it was crazy. It's a peak when emotional I, experience. It was an emotional, high intensity experience, and I'll tell you what. Before COVID, I had what I call an equity incentive program. It's basically phantom equity, and there's certain people that that have worked their butts off. And what I realized is they all wanted owners next to their name, and they deserve to be. Okay. And it's crazy. So I did all this analysis on a whiteboard with them, without them. And trust me, I tripled down on this side. And I would have, look, there will be a day that I bring on, whether it's equity or some type of partner. And I don't want to be alone popping that champagne. The, the people that have brought me here, it's amazing what happens when I trust other people. And I used to be a control freak, like everybody. I don't check my own email. So I took, four years ago, I took the hours I work, which is probably a lot more than this, but I took 50 hours times 52 weeks. And I divided that into what I made. And it was a really, really big number, like thousands per hour. And I said, I'm never going to do anything again for less than this. That's unless great. I enjoy it. That's great. Like, unless I enjoy it. Yep. So now we have a cook. We've got somebody cleaning the place. I got a, you know, I don't you check my chef? own emails. I got all of it. Yeah. yeah so the, the fact is, I've invested in myself and my health. I got rid of Phoenix. Uh, I got rid of caffeine and I had a zip fist today. Nice. Zip fizz is good. It's really good stuff. It's really good. And it so, makes, makes more noise than coffee, too. Yeah. Super, super more fun. You feel like you're doing something good for yourself. Oh, it's good. And I feel so good. You guys got to drink Zip Fizz. Zip, but... Zipfizz.com. <laughs> Get the affiliate link for that. Yeah, I need one. Or you, don't even, you, don't, you get it, but you also don't need it, too, because they've, they've served you. It's helped you play bigger. No matter what they could cut you as a check, wouldn't be half as big as how good you feel. And that's important, too, is like, like I do have affiliate deals out there. And I'm like, uh, I had a guy call me yesterday or two days ago. And he's just like, hey, dude, it was over the weekend. He's like, you know, I haven't kept track of this stuff. Okay, good luck. I just want you to know one thing for me is I put all my money that I get on these things back into marketing to grow my personal brand. So if you don't, you know, you've done a lot for me. I'm not, I'm not holding these things, but let's just get a better system because if you think I got you a lot of business now, imagine what I could do if I was putting this all into back into Facebook and Instagram yep. and TikTok. Yep. So for me, it's a marketing fee that allows me to grow my brand. And when I'm able to work out a win-win situation, why not? I've got, I've got a buddy of mine that I mentioned to you that I paid $250,000, Al Levy. Yep. Well, he said, hey, man, could you help get the manuals sold? And I said, dude, here's the deal. I believe in the manuals. You don't need to pay me. All of a sudden, checks started coming in the mail. He goes, Tommy, you sold more manuals than everybody combined plus me. Wow. And it ended up being a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And it, but what it does is it roller coaster. It goes more and more. What do they say that it's a, just it's a snowball effect? Yep. It just because I reinvested into advertising for him. And you get the you get the momentum too, and the the relationship momentum, which is the big thing too. That builds a tighter bond between you guys. Everybody's winning. Oh, he's like a father figure for me. Like I would do anything for him, and he cares a lot. He's a lot different personality than me. He made me sit in a room. I'll tell you another thing for a guy like me, probably a guy like you is there's a lot of opportunities. Yep. Listen, I got an opportunity at around every corner. What I needed I had to, two walk in the door when you, you walked in here today. Yeah. Two guys walked in, they're ready to do some stuff business with you. It's crazy because the one thing from Gary Keller, and then I read the book Essentialism, and I started figuring out, you know why racehorses wear blinders? Is they need to focus on what's in front of them. 
And it's so loud in that stadium, and it's crazy things going on. So a guy like me with, with ADHD, if I could channel this, I'm, pow- I'm more powerful than anybody. But if I, if I look around everywhere I go and see every opportunity. So what I learned is when somebody comes with an opportunity for me, I say, the answer is never no for an entrepreneur. It's yes, but not now. Got it. It's maybe sometime, but, but I just, I can't, I got this going on right now. I got a hold of, uh, the last name is McGiven and I got a hold of him on LinkedIn and his assistant hit me back and they said, he's writing a book right now. He's not doing any podcast or anything for the next six months. And that's how focused he is. Because he's writing think, the book? Because he's writing a book. I did like nine, I was doing an event every two weeks when I was writing <laughs> yeah, book. I, mean, I, I No wonder I couldn't get it done. My yeah. publisher was on my ass because it was like, I literally ran my company, my life, took my kids back and forth, one to college, one to here, one to there. But, the, but here's why. The biggest reason is I wasn't an author yet, so I didn't know how to identify as what it takes to get something like that done. I was trying to make it harder than it needs to be because that's some old programming crap. Well, yeah. it's a lot. A book, putting out my first book was a lot of work because it's Torture, it's, a mas- it? it's a masterpiece, right? Yeah. You're like, I just learned this today. I need to add this. It's, a, I need it's to- a baby. So, yeah. so what I did was on my next book, I just I started taking a lot of notes and said, this would be great for the book. This is a great story. And stories... I started putting, this is a great story. This is a great story. Yep. This is a great story. So the new book is filled with, filled with stories. That's what people want. And, and the stories you remember. You're like, dude, I remember that story that Tommy told. And all of a sudden, you, you go through life and you start, like, I, I'm a story, like, all I tell is stories. I'm on stage, I'm telling a story. I tell a story about my, uh, my mom moved to, from Michigan. And she used to get on the phone and my mom is like, was an agent, real estate agent for 25 years. She sold 60 houses one year. What company was she, she with? Uh, she was with Century 21. Okay. But she worked at Real Estate Executives. You know, they bounced around. And she'd get on the phone answering for crossroads, 2010. And she goes, oh my God, honey, I, I am so sorry. And she, she'd call him honey. And I'd be like, like 10 <laughs> minutes through the call. That's the real estate agent idea. Yeah. And I was like, mom, book the call, please. And she, she'd book oh, it. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she'd go, oh, oh my gosh, honey, I'm... I'm going to send out our best technician. <clears throat> she never tell him that I was her son. Yeah. And so I show up there and they go, I get out of the car and they go, are you Tommy? We heard you're the best. They give me a hug. And literally they were putting my hands, anything I told them to do. And I didn't realize, I, I didn't realize it at the time. I get a little excited. But my mom was setting up the future of the company. Yep. My mom was like laughing on the phone. She didn't mean to be. She was being herself. But when I tell people, I'm like literally... When you are the first person that the company, that really representing the company, like our marketing is the first message, you're the second person, you're going, oh my gosh, now we listen to every call and we have touch points for empathy. Did you show empathy? And so these are little things that we've learned. And I offer coffee on the way. Hey, Michael Burnoff, Tommy Mello here. Would you mind if I called you Mike, Michael, Mr. Burnoff? Listen, I'm stopping off to grab myself a a Gatorade at 7-Eleven. Can I grab you a coffee, anything for the kids that you're getting? You're getting a, a text message with my profile on there. Yep. I'm parking in a certain spot. And what I, all I care about is that I'm making a friend with you. I don't even care if I get the sale. I just want to become your best friend. I'm going to say, hey, Mike, come out here. Listen, I want to show you something. And then I say, one of the things we say here, we work on the phrases. We never say the cheapest. We say the most economical. We never say, you sign the contract. We say, okay, the paperwork. We work really hard to focus on eye contact, smiling, I've got a guy named Smiley. He's number one in the company last week. First time Smiley? His, no, his name is Steven, but we call him Smiley because okay. he's always smiling. Got it. And we always give nicknames. And it's so important because I'm like, listen. Locker room nicknames. Love who, who do you, uh, did you want to use your money today or did you want to use ours? Everybody That's likes. Good versus credit. Yeah. Well, oh. oh my gosh. And then we get you the little monthly payment. And you say this, do you have anything same as cash? 
And I say, sure, we have Samus Cash, but who wants that right now? Listen, I get you a 20-year plan. I get the payments like 38 bucks a month. And here's the greatest thing. It's the number one ROI of your garage doors, better than your kitchen 100%. bath. And it's, it's, it'll go green. You'll save the money. You'll save the money in your electric bill, the $38 a month. And here's the great news. With inflation, gas prices through the roof, economy's going to churn. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's two years. There's no prepayment penalty. That's the best thing. You can pay it off whenever you want. Like you lower the voice and you say yeah. what needs to get said. So I got I got I got to pick your brain on this because I'm I'm sitting here. I love what you're doing and I admire it too. You, what you've done, I've not built a company with 600 people. I've not done the 30 market things. This is incredible. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, dude, I'm getting my pen out. I'm like ready to take notes and stuff. Is this what Vertical Track? Because I know when you contact me, hey Michael, do you want to speak there? I'm like, I'm all in. At Vertical Track, how many wins do I get? How many ideas can I get? I'm an entrepreneur and I'm interested in coming to the event. I'm gonna come out to Arizona. It's coming up here in October, uh, in 12th, 13th, is that correct? Uh, 12, yeah, so October 12th, 12th 13th, 13th, 14th. How much little nuggets are just gonna get thrown from the stage, from you, from your team, from other people, of any of this type of stuff? Because my opinion is you could sit in a room for, or even watch any of this, but you sit in a room for, a half hour to a day and pick up three things like this, apply it to your team, it can make a company 10, 12 million bucks. Well, that's all I want. Listen, I, I told everybody I don't want a bunch of sales on stage crap. You know how that goes, yep. wherever you guys spitting some stuff. Yep. I said, look, I want to change lives. I want actionable items. I hate the failure to implement. Yep. I don't want the people taking a bunch of notes and not actually getting them done. So on the th 12th, we're doing a shop tour. You're okay. going to see 50 guys training. You're going to see, I've got a real Harley Davidson in there. I've got a real dirt bike in my training center. I've got real everything. I've got I've got this old sled. All we try to do is talk. This is all your pastimes. There's golf clubs. There's every yep. game you can think yep. of. You got So so. all we do is set up the real life scenarios. And I, I call it practice. They call it role play. I don't like the word role play. But, I don't either. So they get to see, because the first time I went to a company and saw what success looked like, it was like the oxygen was different in there. Yeah. It was like everybody was running in the same direction. And when people come to my office, they go like this. They go, dude, are you kidding me? Like, I didn't think this was possible. And I'm like, well, now you actually have a vision. Now you understand where you could go and you could go past this. And so I, I spend a lot of time going to HVAC companies. And I would only go to a 100 million plus company. So I realized what I needed to build. So that's the first thing is understanding what your dream needs to look like. Got it. And then the next thing is when we're on stage. And that's part of the event. That's part of the helping event. Helping people the develop tours, their dream. Understand training. You can understand be, they're going to meet my dream person, manager. It's worth coming to watch. Well, the, the whole thing is you're going to see guys really practicing. You're going to see them role playing. You're going to see Got what it. happens. It's genius. I train human beings on how to be better human beings. That's I don't awesome. train crap on garage doors. Garage doors is easy. I need to teach them the technical and operational and then they, the sales comes naturally, yep. as long as I teach them the fundamentals. Eye contact is so important. Shutting up when you ask a question. Smiling. But you don't ask a question like, you don't want this door to be dangerous. You don't smile after that one. But um, so we, we've got all these questions we ask. So that's really fun. And then we got the VIP night, which is going to be, dude, we're going out to the desert. I need you. If you could come to that, it'll be amazing. I'll get you all the details. Give me details. And then... What are we doing in the desert? Seance? I think there's going to be some fun stuff. I'm nice. not going to go into details. Right. Bree's been working her butt off on this. And then the next two days, Ken Goodrich, the owner of Ghetto. Oh, wow. He is the man. Okay. He just, uh, they're going to do $350 million this year. Um, That's it? It's, it's, it's not much, <laughs> you know. And he he's, Could he's, live off it. He's got a private jet. He's got, he's got some good things going on. Um, what's so cool about everybody, Howard Partridge, all these other guys that have been to my events, They've said, I've never sat through every person. They said, I've got more. I had Lance Bachman there. He's got 700 people in his um, 
700 companies in his marketing agency, one SEO. Wow. And he goes, I've never sat through a full event till yours. He literally, I saw him in the hallway with his whole team instructing them because the one thing I said, guys, here's what I want you to do. Every one of you that own a company, when you leave here, I'm not bullshitting you. You're raising your prices. I said, everybody take your phones out. I said, raise your prices. You deserve it. Raise your prices. That's awesome. And he went, he went back. He hasn't raised his prices in 14 years. He said, Tommy, I raised our prices 20%. We had two lawyers drop off out of the 700 clients. That's amazing. 20%. Do you know what that had to do with bottom line? It's enormous. So, so he got paid. He didn't know. And I didn't do it for him. He, 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 took the, he, he made the actions. But when you walk out of this, here's what I guarantee you. Joe Polish, you convinced him to come. Yep. And I joined the Genius Network. But Joe Polish is like, listen, I want to tell people about addiction. I want to tell them about some of the things he's been through. You know, you know how much he's been through. Oh, it's I mean, crazy. He got taken advantage of as a child. Yep. By he a did, family member. By a family member, he was addicted to coke on his graduation, yep. smoking meth, anything he could do to escape. And it doesn't need to be necessarily anything that deep. It might just be alcohol. It might just be cigarettes. It, it might work, be. It could be a workaholic. It could be food. It could yep. be all these things. Yep. And I think it's, he's going to talk to everybody, and it's going to be awesome. very impactful. And these are the people I want. I got a guy that I sat with me about a year and a half, two years ago. We were at a bar. And I said, hey, man, check out my training center. He's doing $28 million. He built a training center within the year, and he's going to do over $100 million this year. That's incredible. So I don't want people – like, these are not, like, secrets. And people are like, why are you opening up your, your, your house to these people? And I'm like, because we're friends. And because I'd rather go through life not looking behind my back and not being Tommy Mello, that guy comes in and just takes over the market. We hate him. People are shocked how much I open everything up. And I'll let anybody ask any questions. We're actually, we just had 16 guys trained from other companies. I'm training other companies' technicians. Wow. And that's nuts. No one's ever heard of that. And I said, you know how much money you guys are going to make? He did a testimonials the other day. And all these guys are like, dude, I don't know why Tommy's doing this. And I said, well, I'll tell you why. We're going to raise the bar to the whole industry. Like, look, I trained my guys for two months. They came in for a week. But there's one thing that I can't get the owner to do. Buy new trucks. Invest in Dave Ramsey. You know, between you and me, Dave Ramsey is not the guy for me. But he's no. great for the employees. You got to get started. You have to learn that stuff to get started. It, and then once you've got down the fundamentals, he's a fundamental guy. Once you get down the fundamentals, then. You can start using leverage. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, he's not my guy either. I'm yeah. not a get out of deck guy like that. I'm a, I'm a, I live in leverage, yeah. but, but uh, without leverage, I mean, I think I have more in property now. We own more property and all my property is over 50% equity. Wow. So, but, but it didn't start that way. It's because we're paying ourselves. And that's one thing too, just Mike, I'll, I'll end with a couple of thoughts. Ultimately, I see people making a lot of money from their business and then they go out and they buy a Harley. Then they go out and buy a boat. They buy a second home they're not gonna rent out. And they spend all this sweat equity to get their business. And instead of reinvesting it in there, they say, we deserve this. They talk to their wife or their husband. They talk to the kids and they say, we deserve this, we deserve this. And I'm not trying to say you don't deserve it. I'm saying rent the Harley for the weekend. I'm saying, imagine if you fed back the machine that feeds you. What would happen if you quadrupled? What would happen if you got an equity incentive program where everybody's self-policing and you could go on vacation. If I leave for two months and I'm not, uh, well, Zig Ziglar used to say this. Hey, everybody, let me ask you a question now in the crowd. You know, he's a Texas guy. He said, guys, I'm going to pay for a trip to Hawaii. I'm doing the volcano tours. I'm taking all the kids. I'm taking the dog. I'm taking your whole family. I'm paying for the dolphins. I'm paying for alcohol, all the food. 
One condition. We're leaving in two hours. You're not allowed to look at your CRM or make any phone calls about your business for one month. When you get back home, what does your business look like? I know what mine looks like. It's probably better. <laughs> You're not being there yeah. coming up with new ideas. Yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah. So, so I could leave for a year. And I think that that's, that I used to own a job till 2014. till I got out of the truck. Yep. And then the last eight years, I've focused on a business. I focused on not being the guy involved with the decision making. How do I enlighten people and operations and systems and start to build more technology into the business? Because at the, at the end of the day, I just feel like if it's me that's the business, the business isn't worth much. Because what, what, what happens if something happens to me? Wow. Okay, so this is not an event. I'm just going to help you remarket this thing. Because it's not an event you have right now. This is literally an experience. Because I've, I've thought about this before. Because I've read the E-Myth. And then when you're done with it, you're like, sounds great, but how the hell do you apply it? Right. You've literally applied it, put it together, figured out how to create that leverage, built that team that everybody loves to be around, that exciting sports event, which everybody wants to be on the team. And you're going to be sharing exactly how it's done. I'm, I'm, I have no secrets. People are like, they literally, my managers in 2017, they all came, they took me out to eat and they go, do you know how hard we've worked for this? Why did you start a podcast and why are you giving away our secrets? And I said, guys, either I'm the dumbest guy that I've ever lived or there's something here. And <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I give away our ride-along forms because here's the thing. What a, do, you, do you know how to golf? Not well. I well, know how to do what looks like golf. Listen, if, I, if I'm at a seminar and I tell you, Michael, you keep your left arm straight. You bend your knees. I need you to hit that ball 300 yards next time you go to the driving range. You need to go out there and hit 1,000 balls a day for the next year to you be able to do that. Me. What I'm saying is, ultimately, I can tell everybody what they need to do. You want to get a six-pack? Watch your calories. Do a little bit of cardio each day. Cut out the alcohol, cigarettes. You know, yep. This is not hard to get a six-pack. No. It isn't. You know, People are like, they look for this new fad diet, the best way to get there. I'll tell people everything. Only less than 1%. 1% of 1% will be able to do it. And I help people do it. But the, the question is, can they help themselves? Wow. Okay, so when we came in, and I'll just say this, when we, when Mark was here a minute ago, Mark Victor Hansen was here a minute ago, you guys were talking about that one thing about, uh, you're talking about prayer, and, and you were talking about groups of people doing things together. Yeah. Do you believe entrepreneurs need to be with each other to grow together? Absolutely. Success leaves clues. I mean, listen, I've got a trainer. I don't need a trainer. I know every exercise to do. But you know what? He shows up to my shop. And he works me out of my gym and he keeps me accountable and he's an accountability partner for me. And that's what I need. And every entrepreneur should have that. I love it. So when I say not an event, this is an opportunity for you to get a few things done in one weekend or one week. It's just the ability in three day period to be able to come in, isolate your vision, correct? Learn how to work better with the people in your life, figure out what your business is worth, raise your prices and really do the shit you really want to be doing. And have everybody win. My vendors win. I love that. Say it again. My, everybody win. I mean, everybody everybody wins. business. Every partnership I get yep. into wins. It's not like, hey, I'm going to screw this guy last minute and change yep. the deal. Yep. Every one of my clients win. Clients are long-term. They sign service agreements. We make sure they win. All of my coworkers win. Everybody gets to win. And I win. So there's five of us that win. And everybody says, there's got to be losers. Who loses? Nobody. It's the best quality work. Drug-tested background check, brand new trucks, best tools, best warranty, all trademark parts. No one else can get it. I, when, when people sell apples to apples, I sell oranges. I love it. So let me ask you this last, this final question. And then I really want to figure out, first off, before the final question, because this is a super important one. Um, 
how does someone, and we're going to put this on, on the page, how does someone decide to, when they decide to come to the event, because they're watching this right now and you're an entrepreneur, you got to get your butt over to this event. Website, we'll put it on the page. Um, how do we get access to this? You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to text message the listeners that listen to your, okay. your thing. I'm going to get you a code to okay. get everybody a discount. It's verticaltrack.com. Shows you the speakers. There's testimonials. This isn't like... Verticaltrack.com. Vertical track. It's just like it sounds. It's like it's going to take your business straight up. And, and the real deal is, look, everybody's got these dreams of being a millionaire. Ultimately, I'm not telling you to start a website e-commerce. I'm not telling you to become a, um, a, a an influencer. I'm not telling you the best way to for the four-hour work week, okay? Yep. I'm telling you, if you want to be truly successful, it's going to take hard work and dedication, but there's no better business to be in. The average plumber is 51 years old right now. Wow. So you want to go into a business right now, we are important. Blue collar people, we, they need us more than we need them. Like, look, it used to be, go start this website and you'll be a millionaire. I don't fake this. All my buddies have private jets now in the HVAC industry. Ken Goodrich does, he'll be there. I'm not kidding. We were deemed essential when movie theaters were going out of business. You want to look at a new career? You want to get your son that's doing landscaping like I used to do? This is the spot to just bring somebody you know. And it, it look, you know as well as I do that the mills, it, it, I'm just charging enough to cover some yeah, yeah. Part, part of the cost. This is not a money gainer for me. It's really not. I, I don't make oh, any no, money. Oh, no, no, nobody, nobody should ever go into the event business for a moneymaker. That's not, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot, of, a lot of things you could do that are easier than this. I mean, yeah. getting people to admit they want to make their lives better. So uh, verticaltrack.com. Verticaltrack.com, we'll get a code. We'll figure out the code later. If yep. not, just go buy the freaking ticket. It's, 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 hey, you're going to raise your prices. A couple bucks. of bucks. Yeah. Um, Couple of bucks. Uh, big question. This is a big one. I, I want to put you through a little process here, real quick, okay. to be fun, real simple. The events, the events ended. It was absolutely massive success. Lots of great people there. You spoke on stage. You killed it. You're going to dinner afterwards with your team, or you're talking on Monday. What stories are you telling? What happened when the event was over? What What happened to those people for three days that were there? So as soon as the event's over, the next morning you're at breakfast. You're talking with your girl. You're doing your thing, or you're have a, a toast in the champagne. What is talked about at that lunch or dinner or breakfast about the lives that changed? Well, I've been to your events and I've seen the people just, it's, it's just, you, they go through, a lot of people go through life and their eyes are blinded. They, they go through all these things. They wait for their next day. I want to get some practical advice and I'm going to tell my group, here's the thing. Did you see the lights turn on? Did you see people start to say, here's what I want them to realize. Like, like, like your business is important, but let me just tell you, when's the last time you spoke to the, your best friend that you grew up with. When's the last time you figured out your mom doesn't have forever to live and you need to take her on a dream vacation? My, my mom's Italian. I want to take her to Italy. When's the last time you really thought about your dreams? Now, all we need to do is work backwards. Let's write your dreams down. Let's figure out how to build the life you want, the life you've always dreamt of. You know the worst thing in the world, Michael, is me walking down the beach one day looking at a guy. He's got a kid on his back, two dogs, the beautiful wife with him. And I look at that guy and I look at him envious and I get closer and I realize it's me. It's the best version of myself. I failed on this earth. I could have been that. So I hope I'm telling my team that we help people become the best version of themselves, grow as a human being, and really enjoy going through life. Don't hate Mondays. That's my number one rule. You don't have to hate Mondays. Saturdays are fun, but you don't have to hate Mondays. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you this. I really appreciate you coming out. Appreciate you being this on the show. I learned man. a lot. Thank you. This is only the beginning. And folks, I'm going to be speaking at the event. I am going to be with a notebook in hand, uh, taking notes on what's going on, what Tommy's going to be sharing, because every business deserves 
to create what it is that you're creating. And I really love how you built a life of like, and there's a whole nother, we could go on for hours more on the podcast about what you're doing, about giving back to the community and the charity work and everything you're doing. I have this weird feeling that people are gonna reach out that are watching this that are gonna say, Tommy, how do I find out about hiring? I think a lot of people are gonna have kids and have people are like people that are in, I, I work with a lot of people in the service industry, maybe they're doing power washing or something that they're solopreneurs. And if they're watching this right now, they could be an entrepreneur within your company. And I'm very yeah, excited. They're an entrepreneur. That, that's what I'm talking about. Be part of what's going on. So if you're watching, how does someone get a hold of your company for that? Because I just have this weird feeling. It's a strange thing that's going to come out of this. Well, People are going to want to come work with you or be part of your team. And, and you should be proud of this idea. How work does for someone- A1. Work for A1. The number four. Workfor1.com. And you can find out what we're all about. Literally at the end of the day, I will tell you this. You're not going to see me not there present. You're going to see me... All these companies walk through, you know, we're, we're on pace to do 200 million this year if one of the acquisitions goes through. And they're like, why do you even show up? Why aren't you somewhere in Bermuda or, you know, wherever? And I'm like, this to me is fun. Yeah. This is what I do. This is my life. I, and they're like, when I pour my heart and soul because I care and I watch people change and I watch them say, listen, I need to become a better dad. And I say, the best thing about this job is you get to be home for supper. You get to go to your kids' soccer games. You get to watch your daughter ice skate. That's awesome. See, like you do. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's well, cool. Dude, you're doing, you're doing miracles. I mean, you're doing God's work, I and mean, it's incredible what you're doing. And I just got to commend you, man. I mean, you're, not, you're beyond an entrepreneur. You're helping other people build their lives. And I've been saying for the last couple of years that entrepreneurs were the gateway to, to influencing the world. And well, I mean, this is exciting because your events can help hit one of my missions in life is that I'm not going to be here forever. Right. And I have kids, and I want to make sure there's more people in this world that think the way we think, that help, that give out, that keep the entrepreneurial capitalism going. Absolutely. And you're teaching people how to do well financially. And so when, when, I, when I'm not here on this earth anymore, the kids of the employees and the teammates that you have and their kids and grandkids are gonna carry on the tradition of what we believe in. And this is, this is powerful. This is super powerful. When you guys come to my funeral, I don't know who's gonna win here. Who's gonna go to whose funeral first? But well, I'll tell you what, you guys <laughs> better issue. not be wearing black. You better show up colorful. You better bring fireworks because it's gonna be a celebration. I love I'm it. not going out and no crap. Hey, one funerals. Gonna... And listen, you plant a big tree. I want yep. one of those big... Yep. 10,000 year what kind trees. Of, what kind of tree do you want? Uh, you know what? Redwood? You, you tell Can you me. plant a redwood? Can you <laughs> plant a redwood? Because I'm going to put a little A1 on the bottom of it. We're going to plant a redwood. I got to get a redwood. That's what yep. I'm going to put in my... Yep. Uh, I need to do that. In your will. My All right, brother. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you again, It's an honor to speak it. at your event. Yeah. Verticaltrack.com. Make certain to book it. I'll be there. Make certain to bring your notepad. Bring a couple of notepads. I'm sure you'll get one when you get there. Absolutely. And the biggest thing is your business is worth it. And we all work so hard. And what I love about this interview today is it's not about working hard. It's not about even working smarter. It's about working in a way that you want to work and helping people see that as well. So with that said, go do great things. Average sucks. And go live an incredible life. And I'm going to tell you, go find an A1 garage door yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Extra pitch. <laughs>